Now that is a way to promote your show. Get two people to carry your own billboard around with you behind you. Incredible work. I might try doing that. Just need to get two people who are like carrying my face around. Good morning, it's day three. Got my sunglasses on even though it's not even sunny. I'm hoping that the sun will burn. There is a bit of blue sky. Look at it. It won't last. So I've just been to see a play called I Don't Want to Talk About It. Try saying that without thinking of the Rod Stewart song. Um, I was invited to see this by the mother of one of the kids who was in it. And I love a pushy stagey mum. Um, but I'm really pleased she invited me because it was brilliant. It is put together by a group of, I don't know how old they are, they're kind of young teenagers. And they're from the PQA Swindon Theatre School, which was set up by actress Pauline Quirk. Um, it was really good. It was a collection of monologues with some really strong themes about suicide, about teenage pregnancies, about sexuality, about gun law, everything was in there, as well as the generic kind of standard angst teenage problems you'd expect, which were about love and about bullying. But what really resonated about this piece was how kind of current it was. I'm 37, so like a lot of these problems were universal and were around when I was a kid, but some of the problems now that kids have about social media and mobile phones, it's all in there, in this new piece. Whoever wrote it, the guy called Bradley Hayward, very well observed, very, I don't know, he must have done his research because it was, yeah, really, really good. Um, I think what was more poignant about the thing is you could get kids to play Shakespeare monologues and try to get them to resonate with what they're talking about. But when you've got kids who are talking about issues and themes that they're probably going through as we speak, there's something really kind of poignant about that. Um, and at times it was very moving and also very funny. They had a really nice balance between both. Um, so yeah, I was really impressed. Really, really impressed. Well done, kids. So, and this is the thing, when you get invited to watch a show, you're kind of a bit apprehensive thinking, oh, I hope it's good. But this actually was, and I was really, really, really proud. But also, for these kids, the opportunity to come to Edinburgh, put on a production in front of paying audiences is incredible. I wish I had had that when I was a kid. I'd have probably become a better actor. Um, <laughs> they were only here for four days and today was their final show. Um, but yeah, bravo, really, really good. <laughs> Just a typical day in Edinburgh. Some guy on the thing in an incredibly busy Starbucks. Um, trying to get the Wi-Fi again. Treat myself to uh, oh, this about my name right for once. Um, normally you spell it with an S. Um, and chicken and avocado wrap. Yay! The sun has come out. 
feels like I'm abroad. Well, technically I am. I'm in Scotland. Yeah, the sun's gone already. Great. So this is the space venue nine, um, where I've just seen a play called Trips and Falls. Now this was a six-hander piece of new writing produced by the Student Theatre at Glasgow or STAG as they like to be called. Um, it was written by Maddie Beautyman and I'll be honest I'm not going to pick apart the acting because that wasn't bad but the writing was a bit ugh. it just felt a bit like um, you know one of those late afternoon ITV4 type dramas um, the whole concept was about this. I mean, I mean, I can pick holes and discrepancies in the plot for most of it. Um, just none of it really made sense. It's about this divorced couple and her and their children. One was 13, one was 17, um, and they decided to go and scatter their grandma's ashes. So they'd been missing for about half an hour, and their mother reported them missing. And then they all end up taking a road trip to Glasgow and none of them had a mobile phone. Before mobile phones were invented, you'd get away with storylines like this. But now that people have mobile phones, who uses an actual map? Who goes into a shop and buys a map? Um, yeah, that was just one of my little picks. I mean, good on this group of people. They're students at Glasgow University and they want to get together and put on a show in Edinburgh Fringe and they've gone to a new up-and-coming writer from Bristol Old Vic um, but that's what I just don't get if you're going to get something written specifically and bespoke for you I mean my biggest bugbear with this production was that the cast of six are pretty much all the same age and you've got them playing mother and father to two children one of whom is 13 um, and I just don't get it. If you're going to do something that's, it's a brand, it's brand new writing. It's bespoke for, and probably been written for them. And I'll be honest, I don't think the characters were particularly well observed, either the way they were written or the way they were performed. Um, there was the cliche female detective, um, one guy who double rolled and played an old lady. Um, the stroppy, angsty 13-year-old girl, the 17-year-old, yeah, I can go on, um, but yeah, yeah, just wasn't great, just wasn't really very realistic. If I was 17, don't think my mum would call the police if I went missing for an hour with a car. She'd be like, he'd be back in there. I mean, it did kind of have this feel-good ending where they celebrated their nan, um, who <laughs> we as an audience had never met. Um, but yeah. Now the reason I'm probably so hard on the writing is because after seeing that, I went to watch one of Mike Bartlett's plays. And Mike Bartlett is one of the best playwrights I know. So compared to his work, you can see why I was so picky. So next, I went to see a production of Bull by Mike Bartlett. 
Now, I know this show because I've seen it before when it was on at the Young Vic. And it's a nice, neat little show. Mike Bartlett, if you know of him, he wrote several plays and the BBC series Dr. Foster. And this is a brilliant, brilliant play. Now, for some reason, this year there are two productions of Bull. Both are at the space venues, but both done by different production companies. This one is done by a company called Arbury Productions. So, I'm going to go and see the other production tomorrow and compare them, which I think will be quite interesting. I've always wondered what it would be like to see two productions close to each other by completely different directors, given the same circumstances, and I think this applies. So I've just been to see Basil Brush Unleashed. Now I'll be honest, I'm not old enough to remember Basil from his early days, and I'm not quite young enough to remember his comeback. I kind of sat somewhere in between with Gordon the Gopher and Ed the Duck. But it was good, wholesome entertainment. I even got on the stage for some audience participation and got myself a side programme, which I will be giving away on my blog, so look out for that. The show was quite good, it was quite funny. Um, I got a little sneak behind the desk and the man in the hand. <laughs> I know what he looks like! Anyway, um, generally, I mean, it was good fun. Some of the jokes were a bit naff, but um, yeah, and they had a section where they brought out a comedian who, I don't even know who it was, to be honest. I think they have a different one each day when they just plug their own shows. And they had this weird video link-up bit, which was uh, Hugh Bonneville from Downton Abbey. don't really know why it was Hugh. Um, his interview technique's all right. Not as good as mine. But, um, yeah. Now that is a way to promote your show. Get two people to carry your own billboard around with you behind you. Incredible work. I might try doing that. Just need to get two people who are like carrying my face around. So I've just been to see Cruel Intentions, the 90s musical. Paul Taylor Mills, who produced Heathers, is back with his cast for this incredible show. And it was brilliant. I love the film, and I love 90s music, and I love Evelyn Hoskins and Sophie Isaacs. So yeah, I was winning all the way. It is brilliant. It's actually very faithful to the film and all the brilliant moments that you get in the film are all there. Some of the song choices are subtle. Um, it kind of has that feel of like a panto. To be fair though, they don't take themselves too seriously. They know it's ridiculous and they play on it. And Rebecca Gilhuelet her voice is ridiculous and she's incredible she's definitely one of my new favorites but yeah evelyn bloody lover and she gave me a well i feel like she gave me a lap dance because it was i was sat right on the front row sophie isaacs she's a babe her legs are 
banging. Speaking about babes, Dominic Anderson, everybody's favourite hunk from Heathers, in for good measure. Although if you're expecting him to recreate that famous scene from the film where Ryan Felipe gets butt naked, you'll be disappointed. Dominic doesn't quite go that far, although he does show enough. Aladdin star Dean John Wilson and Scott Hunter made the cutest gay couple. They were both bloody brilliant. Everybody was. Absolutely loved it. It is definitely a crowd pleaser and I was definitely pleased. Oh, so it's starting to rain, but I've got my fish and chips, so the rain doesn't bother me anyway. Welcome to Friday night here in Edinburgh.
just been to see Wannabe, the Spice Girl show. They were incredible. So I'm now Natalie, who plays Ginger Spice for a few years. And I've known she was part of this group, but I've never had a chance to see it. And the other day, I met Baby and Posh. So tonight, I got to meet Scary and Sporty and complete the set. Tomorrow, I'm going to be interviewing them all. So that's very exciting. But that was part of the reason why I wanted to see them tonight, to see exactly what their show is like. And it is brilliant. It is like, if you imagine the Spice Girls got a filter and it made them all beautiful and sound incredible and look incredible and dance. This show is full out. The vocals and harmonies are sick. And they've even got two little Spice Boys dancing with them who are beautiful. Honestly, they played all my Spice Girl favourite songs, did a couple of new arrangements, which was brilliant, and a few solo songs. And I was literally in my element. I'm the biggest Spice Boy there is. So yeah, what a show. If you're in Edinburgh, go and see it. And after that, they'll be on tour around the UK. So make sure you find out where they are. Go and see them. I am now going back to my hostel to get some sleep because tomorrow I've got quite a busy day. 